Minutes 38 remaining. They lead by 10 points. It's Fremantle's game to lose here. Sandaland's the big fist. Oh, look at that field. Daddy, welcome to the show. Good evening, Ben. I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> been it's a long a, week. <laughs> a long week. I copped a lot of whack at work this week because I thought that the boys were maybe... I was unfortunately got a little bit confident. Um, maybe well, a little I, think, bit... I, think, I think we both did. If we, uh, if we want to MIP ourselves pretty early, we were both saying we were in with a sneaky sniff. <laughs> a sneaky sniff. We did, yeah. And I mean, that was on the back of maybe some reasonable form and, and we had maybe set the bar a little bit too high but the boys got done and they got done to the tune of 104 points and really big shellac and Ross Lyon's second 100 point loss. Yeah, so um, Ross Lyon hadn't had a 100 point loss, comes to throw, gets two in the same season so good on him. Mm. Um, but the other thing, we've spoken about a few times how um, in the first quarter I hate being... 10 goals down in the first quarter and it's only ever happened to Freya, I swear. It just happens to us all the time, a couple of times a season. And it was another one. So what was it? It was like 52 to one behind or something. Mate, we kicked kick <laughs> one goal three in the first half of football. Uh, yep. Another goalless quarter. You know, all the all the little Freo specials. We're the best at that. We're yeah. elite at getting goalless quarters. <laughs> Luckily enough, we were flicking between the Geelong game um, which was slightly better to watch, but watched most of it. Um, we'll try pick through some positives, I suppose, get into it before we launch into what was a pretty big week in the AFL. This thing seemed to hot up towards the finals. A few things went on, but concentrating on the game, what did you? <laughs> well, there, I thought there was three player positives out of it, which was Fife played his probably probably his best game, one of his best games, yep. and really tried to drag us across. And it was good that he played four quarters in a flogging. Stephen Hill was really good yep. as well. And big boy Tabs took nine marks and had yeah. 18 touches and One actually looked like, a, looked like he was trying. Yeah. Um, and then there were a few negatives. So, um, you know, Neil looks injured. Brad Hill didn't get into the game at all. I don't think the SCG suits him. Um, what do you think about old D. Pierce and uh, Hayden Ballantyne? I've come up with a new stat that I want the AFL to bring in. And it's how quickly a footballer kicks the ball. So, like, how fast the ball travels. So, how long it takes the ball to get 10 metres, and then you convert that to a second. Like, velocity. Well, like, he, he kicks the ball, he averages 10 metres in, like, 0.8 seconds. So, he's got a 0.8 kicking speed. Like, D. Yeah, Pierce, okay. mate, D. Pierce would be the worst in the AFL for that stat. Like, um... It's a slow kick, isn't it? He just brings... he He's done and dusted. I mean... Yeah, you'd think so. He can't be back in that squad. And just for the reason that if he does get back and play good football, is he going to be a part of, you know, just in terms of maybe he is in our best 22 at the moment, but looking to the future. Is he? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe. If you think of all the players that have had to leave the team by injury for him to come in, it's pretty astounding. Like, he's only playing because we've got a pretty long injury list. But, mate, I want that stat. I want to know how quick people kick. I reckon the Brad velocity Hill, of kick. I reckon you can figure it out. 
Yeah, I reckon they could get a stat because I reckon Brad Hill he creates time. It's bullets. He, yeah, yeah it's bullets. He creates time with his with his kicking ability, and I think it's very important that you not only you move the ball effectively but quickly. You know, something anyway. I've noticed about really good kicks, particularly kicks inside fifty, is unless you're kicking out to the space and it's quite an open forward line, if you bullet one in, then you know you don't have time for a pack to form and go up and the ball to go nowhere. If you yeah. bullet one to, you know, even if you bullet it to space. So thinking back to coincidentally last time we played Richmond, Neil's kick to space wasn't a floating kick. It no. was a hard kick to space. Yeah. So that Mundy reacted first. So if you can actually get a bit of, bit of pace on the ball when you kick it, um, you know, you do your team a, a world of good. There was one positive to come out of this week, though. Um, and I saw... Uh, um, Frio Dokers has already posted about it on Facebook. Um, so old Zach Dawson has been well. He's Ross hung his boots up for him in a press conference. Basically, um, Zach Dawson's not coming next year. The end of an era, really, and we we can no longer hear people regurgitate Zach Dawson for the Brownlow gags mm. like they made it made it up, even though it was said about ten years ago. We certainly um, got the best out of him. Yeah, well, I think we got the best and the worst out of him, to be honest. But um, that horse. I, I'm pretty sure Freya Dokers posted a really long classic rant and then at the end had a tombstone that said, <laughs> Zek Dawson, <laughs> whatever his career years were, it's like 2007 to 14, and then underneath just said he played football. <laughs> well, yeah, it was good. He, adds, he goes on to the long list of retiring greats this year, I suppose. Yeah, well, he's probably towards the top of that list. What is it? Rewalt, Hodge, um, <laughs> Gibson, uh, Josh Kelly, Matt. Well, uh, what's his name? Matthew yeah, Boyd. Josh all Kelly those guys. came up. Sorry, not Josh Kelly. James Kelly. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of a lot of three hundred gamers retiring. Yeah. More or less. Well, a lot of premierships <laughs> retiring. Yeah, a lot of flags retiring. Um, now there was something I was going to say. Um, I got a little bit excited over, well, I guess it was over Friday night into Saturday and I put a bit of money on Fremantle to beat the line. I think we spoke about it at like 52 points. I was like, oh, yeah, 52, put some more money on them at like 38 points. <laughs> um, so I, I, I flushed a lot of money down the drain because, um, more or less, they didn't get near 52 points. In that fact, was, they nearly doubled it. <laughs> yeah, that was shock. I think they were, you know, the line margin was, you know, blood sign at half time. It would have been all over. And we definitely got around that quite heavily. Um, we usually do provide great punting options. Um, yeah, we've had a bad one. We had it. We had a. We got clouded in our um, enthusiasm vision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we should jump in. Well, look, let's jump into this week, what's coming up, because it's an exciting week. For you, coming back home to WA, and it's an exciting week for WA football because we get to say goodbye to Subiaco Stadium. Yeah, well, this week's pretty pretty cool. So we get to say hello to Juddy in Perth. We also get to um, say goodbye to Subiaco Oval, which is pretty much a good riddance situation. I guess there's a lot of memories there, but it's a good riddance situation. But also we get to say hello to Harley Bunnell. Yeah, very exciting. Two years out of football. Yes, so, um, look, I'm pretty excited for that. I've actually, I think I've got a little bet on with Ducky, or we were in negotiations for a bet on his over-under for possessions. Um, 
and I was thinking somewhere around 12 and a half. If you Ooh. can get over that, we'd be pretty happy. Yeah, it but, depends where you know, he plays. But I mean, play forward, and it's depend how much of the game he gets through and how much he's left on the field. Like if if Richmond get up by like thirty or forty points, I dare say Ross will pull him off, and it will just yep. be a token game. Um, and I dare say they might do that anyway. But um, nevertheless, yeah. Uh, look, I, I'm a, I guess we don't have any retirees or anything, but I'm a sneaky that that sort of thing gets the guys up and about. Like they got up for Pav last year. Um, in the knows? premiers, yeah. Who knows if um, how the the Dockers' minds work? It's always surprising, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is. It is like that. We don't know who's going to show up, and I suppose we always kind of get back to it. It depends how we play and what we bring, and what that's probably going to determine the contest. Richmond would be. You'd imagine they don't want to flirt with their form. Um, they no, they're going to try. They definitely need a win after they lost last week. They were pretty. They weren't dismal against Geelong. They were lacklustre, yeah. They, they were, were lack very lacklustre. They didn't really look like... They were, they were just always hanging in, um, it seems. So, not going to not gonna say any bold predictions for the weekend, though. I'll keep them mm. reserved. But I'm excited to get around a bit I of Benel. I think if we're to early bold predict, I'd say if Benel kicks a goal, the crowd one will erupt. And the first time he goes near the ball, everyone will... Sort of like when... Um, uh, Morabito would go near the ball. Everyone got really excited. Yeah. If the crowd will get really excited when he goes near the ball. But if he kicks a goal, everyone will freak. And I reckon 18 blokes will get to it. I reckon Ross will run out in the field and get around him as well. Mate, two years without being able to play your profession or just even your job, even if you consider it, like being told, you know, you can't do... It's pretty big to come back from that. So good on him. I'm, I'm very excited for him. Yeah, I'm loving it. I don't think I'll have a voice because every time I watch a game live, I lose my voice. Sunday afternoon, the dreaded yeah. time slot. Actually, the only time I didn't lose my voice was when they played in Brisbane and I was there and we got flogged, <laughs> so I wasn't shouting at all. <laughs> I was shouting at the punters behind me that were being idiots. Um, so what do you reckon about moving into general AFL stuff? What do you reckon about Toby Green? He's been in the news a little bit. Yeah, he's Toby. probably... I've seen it, I forgot what, I saw it a couple of weeks ago where someone put their foot up, when, it might have been Jack Rewald or someone did it in a marking contest and did it quite smart but dropped the mark and I thought that's interesting, like using your foot to shepherd the space, it's obviously not a free kick, it's kind of blurring the lines of the, you know, the capper, the kind of step ladder, get up there. Yeah. So he he's done nothing outside of the rules. All I come, think I could, it was an accident, don't you reckon? It was just... It, it, it was an accident, the but he's D- just... House is shorter than other people, I think. Yeah, but he hasn't... I actually think they got it right, finding him without suspending him. Like, it's not a punch. You don't know. He wasn't looking at the player. I think people were just... If it, if it was Nick Rewalt that did this, they'd be like, oh, I'm sure he didn't mean to do it. Oh, he's mate. an outstanding young gentleman, like, blah, 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 blah. I think, I think Ducky... Shout out to Ducky and Oz. I think Ducky was talking about it. Um, if it had been another person, like that, you know, they probably would have suspended the the other. If Green was the one that got kicked, they would have suspended him for headbutting, yeah. you know, someone in the foot. <laughs> oh, completely blown out of sport. I I'm a big Green fan. Like he plays on the line and he's very yeah. aggressive. Oh, he looks like a dickhead. Oh, he looks man. like an absolute dickhead, but he's a great player. How's that um, mark he took? Like thirty seconds later, that was insane. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. 
he's an X Factor. Um, but yeah, remember, it was an interesting one. Do you remember back in the Michael Long days? You might have been too young. Um, I think it was around the 2000 Premiership. He took a mark where he literally put his foot into like, you know, the upper chest, you know, the top of the torso type thing of another player, and it got mark of the week. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> and, that's you know, the it thing, wasn't yeah. very It wasn't very far from being the same thing, and, you know, no one spoke <laughs> about how dangerous it was. It was just, yeah, no, good mark. Um, what about uh, some local footy news, mate? You ready for this? Yeah, dive into it, Juddy. The local Queensland twos. Yeah, so uh, in the QFA, the Queensland Football Association Division 1 uh, reserve side, the mighty UQ, who sit second on the ladder, played Yoronga, who sit third. So it was a v- third last, that is. Um, so we're second last, they're third last. So it was a really important game for the outcome of the league, given that there's one game left in the season. Um, really shaping finals. And, uh, you know, enter myself into the game, into Matt the Judd. team, without without playing or training at all all year for footy. Not, days. yeah, training for footy, yeah. Come off a marathon, so... <laughs> yeah, so really good skills. Um, basically didn't even warm up. I was like, nah, I don't need to warm up. No. <laughs> um, touched enough footy already. But yeah, ended up, it was actually really good fun to play. Kicked a goal. Um, someone on my team marked my other one on the line, so I should have kicked two goals. Cheers, mate. Uh, and we had a little win. And we were playing against, so my favourite thing, we were playing against a team that had, like, they were obviously as many fill-ins as we had this time of year. We are playing against a guy, I, I swear he was 45 years old if he was a day. Like, he was an old dude <laughs> running yeah. around the midfield as well. I was like, respect, mate. But, yeah, he was pretty slow and not that good. But, yeah, so Mighty UQ get a win. Um, anyone that got, got around it in the gambling, well done. <laughs> I'm sure that sports bet offer odds on it. I don't know what my over under for possessions were, but I'm Matt sure Judd it was in kick single one. kick one goal one. <laughs> Matt Judd to get eight possessions and kick one goal. <laughs> it's probably a good segue to move into the MRP to because I probably should should suspend you first for your own reporting on your own game, but it wasn't. <laughs> well, it was fair. It's fair. It was a big week in the MRP, and a few things came to light involving our man, Ross Lyon. And oh, didn't they? your man, Brad Hardy, who went My head, man. <laughs> who went head you to head. You know Brad Hardy, I found out, as <coughs> a side story. Brad Hardy's a Brownlow medalist, I think yeah. in 1988. Something like that. I was like, the guy looks like a peanut and sounds like a peanut. And if it sounds like a peanut and looks like a peanut, it is a peanut. He had a big life. falling out with Mick Malthouse, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I looked him up. Well, okay. he's had it. Yeah, he's had another falling out with a Collingwood coach this time. But, yeah, um, <laughs> interesting developments. What a weird thing. Um, just, uh, I think people on the radio, particularly six PR, because it's radio. I think they think they can get away with saying whatever they want, and then people obviously radio shows now are a lot more digital, and you know you can't get away with that. So. It's spread and someone posted on Twitter and then it goes from there and people go, whoa, Ross Lyon, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So you can't get away with it. No. And it, and it sounded like he was going off like, you know, Robbo from the pub told him <laughs> type news, which I really applaud. I actually think we should probably reward him for dropping news like that. But I'm not sure. So Ross came out, Ross denied it. He wanted his 
what's the AFL credibility that they want to take away from him? Like, is there something that you can get? That well, grow? the whole thing, the whole thing stunk a lot of some little idea that a few people I know had called the MRP. <laughs> it really did. I, I got a little. <laughs> Little sniff of uh, our idea coming to light, mate. Mate, they're trying to see. I, I don't know. Yeah, they're they're trying to gather themselves and organise it. We're already organised. We're already built as an organisation, mate. Yeah. We're ready to they sanction. They just need to buy us out. They just mate, need to buy us out. Guilty till proven guilty. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Early pleas is for the softies. <laughs> there is no early pleas around here. We sit every week, regardless of early pleas. Um, I think it's really. It's really interesting that um, Ross Lyon rang him personally, and apparently, oh, like you can, you can only imagine how much fight he would have been like. What? Oh, I think that he should have expected that. You can't drop something like that. I mean, and the weird thing is, it's not even really <clears throat> possible. So Ross Lyon left his contract out, wouldn't well, they? Ross Lyon's left St Kilda because there was a clause in both the coach and the clubs for the final year that they could early terminate with no repercussions. So Ross could say, I don't, I don't want to coach, and the club could say, we don't want you. Um, and Ross exercised it. So although it was shady AF that he'd sneakily found a new club, it was contractually in there, whereas yep. this is Ross's till 2020. He's got 2018, 2019, and 2020 to go. He's got no wiggle room. He's coaching no. unless he gets fired, do you think? And I don't know what happens. I, I dare say they write something into the contract. It's like you can't just leave and then go coach in another club. like, <laughs> Or, you know, they do something into the contract. I, well, I, yeah. I, can't see, I can't see the AFL being like, oh, that's fine. You're allowed to poach a coach with three years left in his contract and we won't do anything about it. But I'm not even sure what he was... I mean, they just say that Collingwood approached Ross Lyon. It's not, that's not even really news if, they, if that did happen. You know what I mean? Even if he was seeing what was... It's not really a thing. Um, I also was pretty cool that Ross came out and made that statement. Probably had something to do with the fact that a few people unhappy with the three-figure loss and then they find out reading these things about their coach possibly going. So good on him for coming out and um, giving, them, giving old hards whack. Well, I really enjoy it. It was, it was really good. Um, it was better than an angry letter. Like, I'm still going to write the letter, but it was better than an angry letter. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there were a couple other things actually this week. So this is a minor one, and I might have mentioned it earlier, but it's still really grinding my gears. So Eric Hipwood, um, yeah, obviously looks like he can do a few cool things on the football field, and being a young guy, he might be a good player soon. But good lord, can the media and the commentators stop talking him up like he is, you know, the lord and savior? So he kicked a goal in about. End of the end of the second quarter in this game, it was a pretty good goal. Like he got the ball on like the flank and then ran around someone kicked a goal, and they're like, "Oh my god, this guy is the next Buddy Franklin." I had a look at his stats and that was his third possession for the half. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he got up goal of the week, didn't he? Yeah, he ended up with nine touches for the game and no more goals. And it's sort of like, well, we're going to talk this guy up. He's going to get a big contract. He's going to go somewhere else, and he's not going to live up to expectations. Yeah. And the media, are going to, the media that built him up, are going to be the ones that rip him back down. Maybe that's their like. All right, we need to get, we need to build this guy <laughs> the up. tall poppies. Yeah, maybe it's the tall poppy theory. Like, um, 
like in South Park, you need to build up Britney Spears and then bring her down. And then they, <laughs> the next one was Miley Cyrus, and they worked with that too. <laughs> Keep their jobs coming. There's one other guy that you wanted to give a give a whack for a certain this, tweet. This one was more just good gags. I reckon media people are idiots if they don't reread, you know, anything they post. Alrighty, so this was a tweet sent out. Ralphie. Let me, let me just find it. John Ralph was his name. Oh, there he is. Oh, shit. No. Oh, this is good. Here we go. John Ralph from the Herald Sun. Josh Gibson, full stop. Three flags, comma, two of them in premiership years. <laughs> so, apparently, Josh Gibson has had three flags, but only two of them were in premiership years. <laughs> Come on, bud. Reread that thing before you. <laughs> I don't know what what's best and best and fairest got to do. Like, why it's even more important to win it in. Like, are they more important no, in premiership I years? I think it's one of those things where, well, Ryan Crowley got our bloody best and fairest one year, so I don't think it's that big of a deal. The club rates you differently than everyone else. Yeah, it's um, good. It, hey, and as a side note, uh, best and fairest nights gamble on them. Hunt on them definitely because you get some. Wild it's cards good money, through. yeah, good yeah. money. Like, like this year, um, Neil and Brad Hill will probably go head to head, but you know there might be some little sneaky eighteen-year-old yeah. that does really well, gets the top five. Yeah. Right. There was one final thing that's actually MRP match review panel related. So if anyone doesn't follow Nuffies on AFL pages, they should. But this one was from Goulet, who was posted up there for saying that. Um, the green kick to Dalhouse, Green should have to suck him. <laughs> and then when questioned by someone else saying, I don't think he should have to suck him, he said, why not? It wasn't an accident. <laughs> so it just opens up a whole new line of punishments. So don't worry about fines. Don't worry about points and games and suspensions. It's real shame stuff now. <laughs> Make him make him walk naked through the town. Shame. Yeah. Throw vegetables at him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's so I thought that was really good. And I look forward to the future of the MRP, both the match review panel and the media review yeah. panel. I reckon I reckon we should make like Robbo have to <laughs> Mate. Robbo should have to suck Damien Barrett or something like that. <laughs> That'd really show him. <laughs> Hey, if they want to, if they want to run with the idea, they just have to. They just have to. We'll just be in charge. I think we would do a great job as well. And we'd be managerial role. I think we'd be like those people on building sites that just sort of watch, but they don't really do anything. Oh. It sounds sounds like it sort of suits us. It's, that's probably what you do already, hey. Without the position, so I haven't been given that. But I just do. I just take it upon myself. <laughs> you you literally just watch though, because I know yeah. you Snapchat me half the stuff that happens on the building site anyway. <laughs> All right, moving in to our favourite segment, and this week I was lucky enough to get a win in the Ruffies Club, the Jared Ruffies. Yeah, you were. Um, got around Geelong, which apparently, I don't know, people, I went away for three weeks, came back, everyone thought Richmond were good, um, as they do, and they did what Richmond do best, really. Yeah, well, we've become accustomed, I think. Poor Richmond have never been built up so much as for that. Oh, who are you getting texts from? Um, Richmond have never been built up so much, and then they finally do uh, get into a position where they should have been ahead. Yeah. And um, 
and you know they dropped the ball. So that was an easy <laughs> one for me. So I think that was two thirty-five. Yeah, I think you did all right. I tipped the Pies, who had a little sneaky shot, but I think it was a terrible game against Port, and they lost. Yeah. Um, all right, this week. I reckon Sydney Swans versus Adelaide at Adelaide at two dollars thirty yeah. is a, is going to be my bet. That's I what can just sniff them coming. That's what I had penciled in. Um, I nicked it off you, did I? Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's a pretty tight round this whole week. I'd like to get around our boys Fremantle at three dollars ten, which isn't actually too bad odds considering, really. So that's about what they were last time. Yeah, I remember I got on them. Yeah, so that's not too bad, really. Collingwood against Geelong at $2.70 isn't too far off the mark either. Yeah. And, I mean, that's... The Geelong, Rich... The Geelong, it's a toss-up between Freo... I'll get around Freo. I'll get around Freo. Yeah, back the boys in. I like that. I'll be there. North Melbourne, $2.95 against an insipid St Kilda. Yeah. It's a big round. Like, football is very exciting at the moment if you've got a team in the top eight. Like, there is do or well, die. That's the thing. Yeah, you don't even know. The top eight's still pretty open, isn't it? There's yeah. two rounds to go, and it's never been more open, into, including, um, you know, top four, like that fourth spot. Yeah. And even the configuration of two versus three. And speaking yeah, of, knows? remembering the dire position that West Coast sit in, just a friendly reminder to poke away. Poke, poke, poke away. <laughs> Prod and yeah. poke. Well, I think they're starting to get to the point where they're very vulnerable. Mate, they are so vulnerable. Which is when you put your foot on their throat. <laughs> Play, do what, shout out Jack Mack. He had uh, knee surgery today. Probably won't listen, but he's got plenty of spare time. He probably should listen. His favourite thing to do is just to play um, AFL theme songs. So he like, won't give you shit, won't say anything, just goes on YouTube, gets their theme song up. Loved sends it. it to you. Just plays it in your ear. Like you'll just oh. play um, the like GWS like one. Passive aggressive. Play the GWS one. It's really good. It's like Aladdin. Like, but did you see? Did you see a post talking about people? You know, jabbing away. A post on the AFL website today. It was like they gave, they sh- throw it out to the fans and said, if you were the recruiter for each club, what moves would you want to do? So like, general yeah. fans for Adelaide. So the one for Freo, I didn't read all of them, but I think there were some absolute nuffies in there. The one for Freo was like the dream trades. One of them was, uh, I think it was Hogan for our second round pick and something else. And like, you know, (laughs) like a bag of peanuts or something. I was like, yeah, I'm sure Melbourne would be pretty keen for that. And then the final one was Mitch McGovern for Lockie Neal, our first round pick and our second round pick. It's like, how good do you think Mitch McGovern is? Hasn't he played like 40 games? <laughs> Mitch? Mitch McGovern. First so, and second round. So they reckon he's worth one of our best midfielders and like, you know, a top top 20 player in the AFL. <laughs> like Leading. McGovern for Neil is a ridiculous trade. Yeah, 100%. Like Adelaide, would, Adelaide would snap that up. Absolutely. And they, you know, they'd wonder what, what the catch was. However, if we get to combine both the McGovern's and they become Super McGovern, like a Power Ranger setup, maybe it's worth thinking about. Yeah. Well, we were saying with mates, I got a mate that's a Melbourne supporter, and we're saying, and an Adelaide supporter actually, and we were saying that um, I reckon we wouldn't be able to trade, you know, those players and that pick for 
Hogan's cancer nut that he had removed. I reckon we wouldn't be able to get that, let alone the whole player and his good one. Can't trust smoking hogs. He's on darts. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, alrighty, so Dockers and Sydney this week. Um, mate, speaking of Adelaide, have you heard that, you know, Rory Laird, great player, probably yep. All-Australian this year, his nickname is The Desk. Yeah, <laughs> I did he... have that. You wrote that down. I was wondering what... Because he's short and square. They call him... And the... The, next, the desk. The next time you see him play, as soon as I heard this, it like ruined him for me. I used to really like him as a player. But now I just see this desk running around. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the desk. Oh. There's another one actually this week. Rob Dog. Um, my old man is Rob Dog, by the way. Um, sent a little photo to me and my cousin who are both Docker supporters and it was um, Zach, Zach Dawson signs on for two more years and I was like what is this and then I had a look it was a Facebook post that he'd taken a screenshot of and I had a look and it was from 2014 or something <laughs> or 15 I was like dad you realise that's from 2015 and he's like oh Oh, I was wondering what was going on there. <laughs> it's a classic example of someone like re-liking something from years ago and people thinking it's new because it's at the top of their their feed. But mate, it scared the crap out of yeah, me. Yeah, well, that would scare any any normal person, any user. You can understand yeah. that, Rob Dog. Glad he was spreading his concerns. Well, I think it was it was almost you know fake news media, mate, oh. to channel a little bit of Trumpy. Um. So should we launch in? Now to some predictions to wind yeah, things up. Yeah, I think up. so. Let's do it. Okay. What do you reckon, mate? I've got one, I reckon. So Dockers, I did say... to win. Dockers to win after the siren with a kick from Monday. Oh. <laughs> Third time uh, lucky. Lightning strikes the same place three times. <laughs> um, I reckon if we get to a point where it's late in the game, I reckon Richmond are going to have five guys on Monday. <laughs> mate, gonna, multi They're going to pretty much empty the empty the, the their D50 out and just put everyone on Monday. They're like, no one else can beat us. Multi it up, <laughs> last goal scorer Monday, time of last goal, like 31-minute mark, <laughs> Dockers to win. the siren, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dockers to win by like under five points. Multi that shit up. That's a pretty good point, actually. Um, Honest predictions now, though. I think... I'm going to go with what I said before. So, Ben looking goal, which I really hope he does. And I reckon the stadium, the commentators, the players, I reckon even a few Richmond people would go pat him on the head if he had to go. Yeah. I can they get around him. Good field. What about you, mate? Mickey yeah, Walters return this week? Walters? No, he's not. No? <laughs> Walters is like just started running. Oh really? Yeah. I missed three weeks of football, and I wondered why he wasn't playing on the weekend. He did his PCL, mate. Yeah. Oh. He's out for the season. Yeah. Well, mate, um, mate. well, that was that was sorry. That was probably a question I should have said off air. Yeah, I know. How I like I like dealing with our dealing laundry on air, mate. Oh well, I've been wondering where he is, and there goes my good prediction. <laughs> um, the team's been announced as well. So it's it's Benel in and um, Lockie uh, Lucky Neal's out. Yeah, Lockie shoulder Neal. or something. I'm going Ballers this week. Ballers to go ham. Yeah, I hope so. Um, he came out during the week, said some words, wanted to finish his career at Freo. I think he made his intentions clear. I don't think many other clubs would be. Oh, th- I think we should offer him 200, 250 grand a year for two more years and go. Yeah, we'll have you. 
but yeah. we're not going to pay you anything, and no, no one else will. So you either want to play football, or you're playing for us. We're yeah. happy to have you. Yeah. I think Lyon really likes him, though. Lyon loves him. Yeah, I hope he has a good game. I think he deserves it, and mm. that's my prediction. I reckon he'll slot a few sozzies, maybe a few big ones in the last quarter, a few to get excited about, a few Bowler's running goals. Everyone oh, loves I'd them. Love, I'd love a Cam Mac home bag. Oh, I really love him to get a home bag in front of me. Get around him yelling out Ricky Crickets yeah. and Catfish McCarthy's. I've walked out of the ground with four. Shout out bag. to number one and number two ticket holders. Um, yeah, a couple of Catfish, catfish McCarthy's. We should just start calling them catfishes. Catfish. <laughs> How many catfishes did you kick this week? Well, yeah, just two, two point three. Well, he kicked two. He kicked two on the weekend again, so he's kicked six in the last two weeks. He's coming along nicely, so maybe. I think he's kicked over thirty goals, for some reason. That rings a bell. This is another unresearched thing that I've brought up, which I'm pretty good at. Oh. I'm pretty sure he's kicked over thirty goals, or he's tracking for it anyway, which is great. I think. Oh well, mate. We should leave it at that because we've got no a big problem. Big weekend and ready to reconvene with you Sunday. On Sunday, Sunday Arvo for the yeah. the classic live app in the terrarium. Oh. Oh, I look forward to it, monkey. It's been a pleasure, mate. All right, thank you very much, Juddy. We'll see you later, mate.